Fetterman has an epiphany, or maybe a brain fart. Either way, it's looking good for our side. Uh, the Democrats are jumping ship left, right, and center, and the dead that nobody wants. All that and a ton more stuff coming up on The Jay Sheldon Show. Welcome in. Happy Monday? Is it really already the weekend's over. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we got all that and more coming up. Don't forget to follow the show. That's the green follow button right down there. And, of course, once you have an account on Rumble, which is free, you can follow the show. You can jump into our live chat and say hello. And uh, we always uh, give a hat tip to uh, whoever is hanging out there with us, having some fun, getting informed, being conservative, and uh, helping out, too, by checking out our sponsors, one of which, one of our favorite sponsors, of course, is Blackout Coffee. This is a coffee company that is all about America. All about it. You tired of the same old liberal-flavored brown water crap coffee you've been drinking? Even if you're not, even if you're tired because it's a force of habit, break the habit. Try it. Just try it once. I promise you will be amazed. Blackout coffee. We love this uh, coffee. I personally recommend it. I have five or six cups or more a day. It is a coffee company that is committed to two things, making an amazing cup of coffee and our American values. Honesty, integrity, family, all the good stuff that you and I stand for, this company stands for. Zero compromise on taste or quality. Do me a favor, just pick up a single bag. If you like, head over to the website, links in our show notes down there, and uh, pick up a bag of beans. They are fresh roasted when you order. They're not sitting on the shelf waiting for you to order. When you order, 24 to 48 hours later, they roast your beans, ship them out, a few days to get to you, and you've got a fresh roasted bag of beans there's big difference in the taste it's unbelievable you really you won't believe it till you try it blackout coffee check them out links in our show notes and when you check out we got you a promo code to save you a little money j20 is our promo code jay20 is the promo code for 20 percent off your first order from blackout coffee Thank you, Blackout Coffee, for being part of the show. We really do appreciate it. And don't forget, folks, this company is all about America. They support our troops. They are awake, not woke. They're a great company. And we hope that you will not only support, of course, our show, but uh, get yourself some great coffee from this amazing company. John Fetterman is making sense what? I know, but bear with me if you missed this. He is turning into the biggest surprise of 2024. He starts by debunking the Democrat tentpole hoaxes because he doesn't like bullshit. Things are going to get very interesting.
Senator John Fetterman has co-sponsored a bill. Hang on a second. Where are we? <laughs> okay. Hang on. Let's dump that and let's try this. Sorry, little technical snafu. Bear with me. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Oh, man. Okay, one more try, and then I'm just going to go home, okay? Ah, oh, man. All right, here we go. This is from Quiver Quantitative. Senator John Fetterman has co-sponsored a bill that would ban congressional stock trading. Nancy Pelosi must be beside herself, among others. He has not, since he's been in office, traded any stock that they've seen. And they estimate his net worth to be around $1.1 Now look, I picked on this guy from the beginning because with all due sympathy and respect for the man's medical problems and mental problems, he should not be a senator in the United States Senate. He just does not have the capacity. However, he's been doing some therapy, he's been working on his issues, and He's turning into one of the most Republican Democrats I've seen in a long while. This is incredible. That one bill alone would be enough to really piss off some Democrats. And it is truly amazing. This is from MSN. I know, but it's MSN. It's a new year and a whole new John Fetterman. He is kissing his progressive ways goodbye. This is insane. I mean, you know, here's part of the problem with this guy. You're in the Senate. You're a U.S. Senator. Dress the part, okay? I get it. It's your thing, but come on. In this world of groupthink, tribalism, Rare to be surprised by anybody in politics, says MSN. But something curious is happening with Senator John Fetterman from Pennsylvania. He's a Democrat previously boasted of his progressive credentials. He's having a change of heart. In fact, he is becoming a kind of unicorn. Someone who thinks for himself and dares to break ranks with his liberal compatriots and their established credo. Fetterman posted on X, I'm not a progressive, I'm just a regular Democrat. For this maverick attitude, he received the praise of conservatives and shunning from within his own party, of course. Quite a shocking turn of event when you consider him from the past year. While running for the Senate seat, he got a lot of criticism for not being honest with the public about the full extent of his stroke. Early into his tenure, 
He had to take time off for a severe depression. The whole dress code thing. But I'm telling you, I would never support a Democrat. But if this guy keeps going the way he's been going, I, pff, wow. I mean, ultimately, if you like, come on over, John. Republican Party's waiting and ready. We welcome you with open arms. Not a problem. Want to help us shut the border? Come on, come on board. Hey, Greg Abbott, speaking of the border, <laughs> I love this guy. Republican uh, governor from Texas says Biden, not Texas, is the cause of the crisis in our cities across the country and our border crisis, which, of course, the Biden administration thinks isn't happening because they're stupid. Instead of a baseless lawsuit against Texas, migrant transportation mission, Mayor Adams should be calling on Biden to secure the border. Take a look at this, and more importantly, take a listen. The mayor sued the wrong party. Uh, if, if the mayor really is trying to cut down on the number of illegal immigrants coming into New York, he needs to be suing Joe Biden, not these bus companies, because it's Joe Biden and Joe Biden's policies uh, that's causing the uh, massive multi-million influx into the United States that leads to many of them wanting uh, to go to New York. But the third thing I will tell you, and that is the lawsuit is completely legally baseless and, and the mayor is going to lose very badly for this very specific reason and that is that everybody who uh, is bused to or are uh, planed to New York uh, is already authorized by the Biden administration to be within the United States legally and because of that that means that they have the legal right to travel wherever they want in the United States, uh, and the lawsuit by the mayor uh, violates the United States constitutions in several respects, uh, and the mayor is going to lose and lose badly, and I hope he is forced uh, to pay the legal fees uh, for the cost of anybody having to defend against that lawsuit. There you go. Boom. That is Texas Governor Abbott. Love it, love it, and he's exactly right. The Biden administration has approved these people to be in the country. So they sadly have every right you and I do, or virtually. They certainly have the right to go wherever they want to. <clears throat> so if they all want to show up in New York or Chicago or San Francisco, so be it. Suffer. Well, you know the rest of that. Hey, I got something for you. There's a link in our show notes you got to keep it on your phone. you got to keep it on your phone. This is not, and this is the scary part, this is not the entire list. But, and it's very small, you probably can't see it even if you're landscaped and zoomed in. But how many recent mainstream media hoaxes did you fall for? I'm going to read through them very quickly. And you just tick off which ones, when you first heard it, you believed were true. Every single one of these was bullcrap. 
There are people today, left-wing left -wing moron lunatics, who still believe most of what's on this list. That's how stupid they are. Russian collusion. Trump called neo-Nazis fine people. Jesse Smollett. Bubba Wallace garage pull. Remember that one? The Covington kids. Governor Whitmer's kidnapping plot. The Kavanaugh tape. The Trump peepee tape. COVID lab leak was a conspiracy theory. Border agents whipping migrants. Ah, there's one I'd forgotten about. Trump saved nuclear secrets at Mar-a-Lago. The Steele dossier. Russian bounties on U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan. Every one of these was a lie. A mainstream media hoax. Trump said drinking bleach would fight COVID. Muslim travel ban. Biden's laptop. Russian disinformation. You, you know, you've heard them all. Trump built cages for migrant kids. Overfed the koi in Japan. I mean, it, these things get ridiculous. Don't say gay was in a bill. It wasn't. Putin price hike. Ivermectin is horse dewormer and not for humans. I'm using Ivermectin right now, as a matter of fact. No, I don't have COVID. It's for something else. But anyway, the link is in our show notes. Take a look at that. How many? Any? My audience is pretty damn smart. I'm going to say probably most of you didn't fall for any one of these. Mostly peaceful protests. you got to see this list. And like I said, this ain't even the whole list, folks. And look how long it is. That's the kind of crap mainstream media has been feeding us for a long time. And they're just going to continue long as you let them. Why, why would you even be watching any of the legacy media? They're gone. They're out. Their numbers are down. No one virtually watches them anymore. Hey, here's another one. Another Democrat who, unlike Fetterman, actually said, screw you guys. I'm out of here. Bill Ackman said he is no longer a Democrat. Amidst his war against Harvard and DEI, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion, whatever bullshit. He says, I am no longer a Democrat. I am a centrist. I care only about the truth. Good on you. I hope we can believe you. Wall Street billionaire. Hmm. Bill Ackerman says he is no longer a Democrat, has begun donating to Republican candidates. Following his ongoing war against Harvard, the acceptance of anti-Semitism on college campuses, this comes after Ackerman, a Jewish Harvard grad and major donor, has been on a righteous crusade to restore American universities from the radical far left. 
specifically taking aim at the DEI initiatives. 34. Harvard student organizations signed an open letter supporting Hamas terrorists, blaming Israel for the October 7th attack. That's what pissed off Mr. Ackman, and he ain't giving it up. He said no longer a Democrat, considers himself a centrist, and he cares only about the truth. Good on you. Welcome to the bright side. Welcome to the truth side. Great to see stories like this, isn't it? Absolutely fantastic. Love it. We need more of this. Here's another one. I'm telling you, they are dropping like flies. Fetterman, Ackman, now uber-liberal representative Wheeler, who's a Democrat from New Hampshire. Wait till you see this. He is voted to ban the transmutilation of minors. Thank you. And then he calls out his own party. We need a lot more of this. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. And thank you for that reminder. I rise today despite the uncomfortability of this vote because for me, it comes down to whether or not kids should be able to get these surgeries. And despite the fact that I am a liberal, despite the fact that I believe in non-discrimination for trans people, for gay people, for queer people, and that I will fight until my very last day, until they are recognized as human beings, the question before us is whether or not children under the age of 18 should be able to get these surgeries. And I, despite being a liberal who believes in those human rights, do not think that is the case. And when the question is put before me, and I spoke to people until 11.30 last night, lobbyists, different stakeholders, people with first-hand experience, lived experience, and I've been speaking to people for the last four weeks about this bill, the, the only argument against it being that this opens the door, the amendment specifically opens the door to other bad trans bills. But folks, the slippery slope fallacy, I don't think applies here. And you know, he's exactly right. Look, if you're an adult, I don't care. Most of us conservative people really don't care. Who you sleep with, who you love, how you want to dress, whatever you want to refer to yourself as, you just live in your own little fantasy world. We don't care. That line is drawn at our children. The moment you cross that line, you're done. I truly, I truly don't care what the melanin content of your skin is, who you love, who you want to be or pretend to be. I don't care. Knock yourself out. You do you. But you touch our kids or you legislate our kids. 
And that's where that line is, and you are not crossing it. And as this guy says, what's his name again? Representative Wheeler from New Hampshire. It has nothing to do with the things that adults, gay, lesbian, queer, transgender, don't care, don't care. But the kids, now you cross the line. And we're not going to let you. Coffee break time. Hmm. Yes, by the way, this is Blackout Coffee. I love this stuff. You really got to check it out. Buy a bag. Links in the show notes. Very nice. Promo code J20 at checkout. All right. The Los Angeles County has a rather weird problem. Thousands of unclaimed dead people. Yeah. These investigators retrace their lives. This is the weirdest story. It's from AP News. Link is in our show notes. Aruskiak Martirosian struggles to open the door of a stranger's one-bedroom apartment, overflowing with the belongings from a life lived but not claimed in death. Wedged between against the door is a giant box of gain laundry detergent, plastic tubs piled high, blouses, t-shirts suspended by hangers over a living room curtain rod, blocked out living room curtain rod, blocking out almost all the sunlight. Bins, boxes, brimming with more clothes, hide the carpet, Empty takeout containers and Tupperware, bugs trapped inside, covering the stove. The 74-year-old woman died in October in the hospital. Weeks later, no one had come forward for her remains. No one claimed her body. Wearing a protective suit, trailed by the building's property manager, she hunts for a greeting card, letter sent that could be from a family member. Anything that would lead to a relative who could give this woman a proper burial. This woman acts as a living representative for those Los Angeles County call the unclaimed dead. One of more than a dozen investigators who work for public administrators understaffed, little-known branch of the county's Department of the Treasurer and Tax Collector. My gosh, look at that. That is the house we were just describing. Wow. This lady's job is to investigate the unclaimed dead and see if she can figure out who their relatives are, who she loved, who loved her and what she would have wanted after she died. Otherwise, she's going in an unmarked John or Jane Doe grave forever. Frightening. And the more you think about it, damn depressing. Can you imagine that you pass away? 
I mean, you're dead, so you probably don't really care much. Regardless, you pass away and no one cares enough to claim your body, to know that you've passed away, to be keeping tabs on you so that they would be informed if something happened to you. And there are thousands just in Los Angeles County, thousands of people that are in that situation, the unclaimed dead. We live in a horrible world, a horrible world. The climate cops are coming for your burger. The, uh, by the way, I think the WEF is having another one of their Nazi gatherings coming up this week or next. Diplomats, heads of state, nearly 200 uh, countries dining on Wagyu beef burgers, succulent steaks in Dubai, where they are attending the 28th United Nations Conference on the Parties on climate change, otherwise known as the bullshit hoax. One of the main goals of this conference, at which they are serving Wagyu beef burgers, is to get you to eat less meat. The UN's Food and Agriculture Organization, releasing its first Global Food Systems Roadmap, COP28, document designed to reduce meat consumption in wealthy countries like the United States. Countries are now realizing at least they have to include food systems within their climate plans. Oh yeah, if you're required to have a climate plan, it must include food systems. Folks, they're trying to get control of the food. You see what's happening with the farmers? You see how they're fighting back? No, you won't see that if you watch mainstream media. But you check out X, check out right here on Rumble, the farmers, the truckers, they're all fighting back. They're not putting up with this crap. There is still a lack of connection with the key topic, which of course is livestock. This according to Rachel Podselver, Director of UN Affairs. I would say the rebalancing of protein intake between the global north and the global south. In other words, the Marxists who run the UN and its non-governmental agencies want to redistribute your hamburgers to poorer countries. Oh yeah. Now, the document is non-binding, but the same international banking cartels that are forcing divestment from domestic energy production have their sights set on defunding 
American meat producers as well. So it may be non-binding, but, you know, wink and a nod, better do it. This article goes in-depth on this story. It is from the Washington Examiner, and it's a great article. The climate cops coming for your burger. They are. Time to contact your representative. Time to contact your senator. Time to tell them that you've drawn a line and they're not crossing it. Okay. Couple of weird ones. You know, we covered the weird mall thing in Miami with like every cop available in the city. In fact, I saw one uh, Miami cop on tape who's saying they were under a code, whatever it is, which means all available units to a location. Now, it's gotten weird, and I it, this is from Q the Storm. <laughs> I don't follow Q anymore. I used to, but Q has finally made me realize, sorry, it's just not working. Anyway, he's still in my feed. I follow it, but... Um, I don't give it much attention. Unless something funny shows up. Now, you knew people were going to get creative with this. Here is supposedly, by the way, just a hint, it's not, it's fake. Here's supposedly footage from Miami. We don't need the sound. There you go. Look at that. That looks like an eight to 10 foot shadow person to me. Look at that tail. Okay, that's funny enough, but the funniest thing are the reactions. Will Smith and his little brain-blanking gun. The audio is added, the image is manipulated, that's not even close to real, says Templar. Aliens are blurry, must be some super high-tech camouflage. <laughs> the phone that shot this footage Remember those old Nokias? Oh my God. They probably still would work if you found one. Here's another one. There you go. Check that one out. Yeah, that's yeah, that's obviously real. <laughs> oh man. But you know, it, it, it goes to what I said before. In this day and age, let us assume, let us Occam's razor this thing and say it was just a bunch of kids having fights, shooting off fireworks at each other, maybe a lot of kids. Even if it was, there hasn't been a single piece of legit handphone, cell phone footage posted anywhere. And I've looked, I can't find it. You've got a few from outside the mall, looking down, the one I played last night. But this huge, apparently huge fight, forget shadow people, aliens, all that other crap. Maybe, maybe not. Doesn't matter. This kind of a thing happening in the mall would have been all over TikTok and X. Not a single piece of footage have I seen anywhere about it. So 
So that only leads me to believe something else is going on. Sorry, but it's just weird. I know the lack of evidence doesn't mean something's happened or somebody's guilty, but don't you find it a little odd? Not one piece of footage, not one frame from inside the mall? Yeah, Miko. See, Miko agrees with me. All right, speaking of weird, I have a piece of video footage for you that is weird. The sound is just crowd ambient sound, so I'm going to mute it. Glitch in the Matrix? Is anything we are seeing actually real? You see here, this is some red carpet L'Oreal event. Don't know who that is. Woman in a red dress. Watch over here. Wait, is my mouse still going? Maybe not. Hold on. Okay. Right over here in this area, people are going behind this woman, walking behind while she's stopping and talking to the photographers or whatever. But watch what happens. There goes a guy. There he goes. Watch this woman. There she is. Watch. What? Here it is in slow-mo. There's the woman. She's talking to some press person. There she goes. Completely covered now, and there's no there's no edit frame, there's no missing frame or drop frame there. And now this guy, he goes beyond her, and there he is. He comes out the other side. But look at this. Watch this. Watch it again. She looks around, goes by, and what? Can anyone explain that? Here it is in slow-mo again. And she's gone. I, glitch in the matrix, that's the best thing I can come up with. This is weird. Link to that post on X is in our show notes if you want to uh, watch it yourself, check it out. Beyond weird. Beyond weird. Okay. <laughs> Time for Treasure Island. Oh, yeah. Treasure Island, first published way back in 1882. Among the wacky things we do on this show is we spend the last half reading children's classic literature. We've done The Wizard of Oz, White Fang, Little Prince, Peter Pan, all kinds of great books, Jungle Book. And uh, right now we're doing Treasure Island. It's just gotten interestinger and interestinger. And we're going to continue now. I think we're in chapter 22, if I'm not mistaken, with Robert... What? No, you cannot. Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island. Here we go. The Hispaniola was exactly portrayed from the trunk to the waterline. The Jolly Roger hanging from her peak. Along the side lay one of the gigs, 
silver in the stern sheets, him I could always recognize, with a, while a couple of men were leaning over the stern bulwarks, one of them with a red cap, the very rogue that I'd seen some hours before, stride legs upon the palisade. Apparently they were laughing and talking, though at that distance, upward of a mile, I could of course hear no word of what was said. All at once, there began the most horrid, unearthly screaming, which at first startled me badly, though I'd soon remembered the voice of Captain Flint and even thought I could make out the bird by her bright plumage as she sat perched upon her master's wrist. Soon after the jolly boat shoved off and pulled foreshore, and the man with the red cap and his comrade went below by the captain cabin companion. And just about the same time, the sun had gone down behind the spyglass, and as the fog was collecting rapidly, it began to grow dark in earnest. I saw I must lose no time if I were to find the boat that evening. The white rock, visible enough above the brush, still some eighth of a mile further down the spit, took me a goodish while to get up with it, crawling often on all fours among the scrub. Night had almost come when I laid my hand on its rough sides. Right below it, there was an exceedingly small hollow of green turf, hidden by banks and a thick underwood about knee-deep that grew there very plentifully. And in the center of the dell, sure enough, a little tent of goatskins like what the gypsies carry about with them in England. I dropped into the hollow, lifted the side of the tent, and there was Ben Gunn's boat. Homemade, if anything, was ever homemade. A rude, lopsided framework of tough wood stretched upon that a covering of goat skin with the hair inside. The thing was extremely small, even for me, and I can hardly manage that it would have floated with a full-size man. There was one thwart set as low as possible, a kind of stretcher in the bows, and a double paddle for propulsion. I'd not seen a coracle, such as the ancient Britons made, but I have seen one since, and I can give you no fairer idea of Ben Gunn's boat than by saying it was like the first and the worst coracle ever made by man. But the great advantage of the coracle, it certainly possessed, was for that it was exceedingly light and portable. Well, now that I'd found the boat, you would have thought that I had enough of truancy for once, but in the meantime, I'd taken another notion, become so obstinately fond of it that I would have carried it out, I believe, in the teeth of Captain Smollett himself. This was to slip out under cover of the night, cut the Hispaniola adrift, and let her go ashore where she fancied. I'd quite made up my mind that the mutineers, after their repulse of the morning, had nothing nearer their hearts than to up anchor and away to sea. This, I thought, it would be a fine thing to prevent. 
and now that I'd seen how they left their watchman unprovided with a boat, I thought it might be done with very little risk. Down I sat to wait for darkness. I made a hearty meal of biscuit. It was a night out of 10,000 for my purpose. The fog had now buried all heaven. As the last rays of daylight dwindled and disappeared, absolute blackness settled down on Treasure Island. And when at last I shouldered the coracle, groped my way stumbling out of the hollow where I'd supped, there were but two points visible on the whole anchorage. One was the great fire on shore, by which the defeated pirates lay carousing in the swamp. The other, a mere blur of light upon the darkness, indicated the position of the anchored ship. She'd swung round to the ebb. Her bow was now toward me. The only lights on board in the cabin, and what I saw was merely a reflection on the fog of the strong rays that flowed from the stern window. The ebb had already run for some time. I had to wade through a long belt of swampy sand, where I sank several times above the ankle, before I came to the edge of the retreating water, wading a little way in with some strength and dexterity, set my coracle keel downward on the surface. And tomorrow we will move on to chapter 23, which is The Ebb Tide Runs, from Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island. Cool. All right. Hey, don't forget to check out our great sponsors. Get yourself some good deals. Blackout Coffee, NordVPN, Skillshare. They're all great. Brickhouse Nutrition also give you some... Great deals there on our sponsors. Help to support the show. We also have a line of Jay Sheldon Show merchandise, by the way. That link also is in our show notes if you want to check that out. And uh, at the very least, get yourself a free Rumble account. Hit that follow button. Free, free, free for you and helps the show a lot. Thank you so much for doing that. Appreciate it. I will see you all again tomorrow. Woo!